Hello and welcome once again to my third podcast about becoming a contract specialist for the government, ultimately a contracting officer, and also about being a contract specialist for private industry, as well as state and local government. In my previous podcast, I had talked about discussing educational requirements. And the first thing I can say is they've gotten very more complex over the years since I was a professor for the Defense Acquisition University when it first began in 1996. Now, education today has evolved tremendously in the last 10 years uh, after I had retired from the federal government and started my own firm. The Defense Acquisition University, which can be found at www.dau.edu, you have four different uh, categories of education. And in those four, we're going to be discussing contracting. Their educational courses have expanded exponentially. So what I'm saying is, if you were a contract specialist for the government a number of years ago, today you would be expected to take many more courses in order to stay current in your subject. The same thing is sort of true of the Federal Acquisition Institute at FAI.gov, which is under GSA. They typically follow the lead of DAU. They don't have the funding and they don't have the staffing that DAU has. So generally, when DAU does something that's unique, progressive, um, they follow suit. And the rest of the organizations, NCMA, NIGP, and private industry, they tend to lag in what they offer their employees in terms of contract training. Now, with the federal government, I would have to say that it is the premier educational source for all contract training worldwide because they demand uh, certifications of its employees and they typically require 80 continuous learning points of training every two years, which would be 40 hours a year, of ongoing training in order to maintain your certification. That's important because if you don't maintain your certification in DOD, which is a DAWIA certification for contracting, then you will not be able to perform. And thus, if you don't get your certification renewed, you could be terminated. So it's important to always take your courses, maintain your certifications, and sometimes that tends to get to be a difficult thing. But to give you an idea of how education requirements are are changing in DOD, they had a tremendous number of courses in FY21 that are being condensed into a um, smaller grouping of courses when people need it. And I was just reading about the DAWIA changes called Back to the Basics Initiative um, and going into the 21st century. And it says, this pivot is refocusing resources on the defense acquisition workforce members to develop, acquire, and sustain operational capability. The FY22 DAWIA certification and update checklist provides a checklist for supervisors so that supervisors of employees know what their employees are mandated to have, training they're required to have, equivalency courses, equivalency processes, fulfillment processes, functional areas, 
so that they as supervisors can better understand their employees. So there's a great demand placed on supervisors of contracting employees to know what each of their employees is required to obtain, get, and certification requirements. Uh, that's an important thing. Uh, one of the main things that prior to myself retiring in 2007 was the development of IDPs, which are individual developmental plans how you're going to get your certified education each year, what courses you're going to take, and your supervisor had to approve it, blah, 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 and all that kind of stuff. All that kind of information can be found out at the FAI.gov or the DAU.edu websites. Now, if you're a brand new employee coming into the federal government today, whether it be DOD or non-DOD, the basic training for FY22 that you would have to have to be certified at level one includes CON 1200, which is called Contract Foundation Skills, CON, uh, I said CON 1200, CON 1100, CON 1200, which is Contract Pre-Award, CON 1300, which is Contract Award, CON 1400, which is Contract Post-Award, dealing with Contract Administration, Contract 3900, which is a contracting certification exam preparatory course, and Con 3990, which is the actual exam. So that would be for a starter. Now, just to give you an idea where DAU is headed and the amount of education that you, if you're a brand new government employee, is going to be required to have in this day and age, the modern digital day and age, it includes basically the following, and it's quite a bit. First of all, if you're a brand new employee, you have to acquire one year of full experience under your functional area leader supervisor. Um, the courses that you will be required to have ultimately include for level one, CON 91, which is contract fundamentals, CON 121, which is contract planning, Con 100, which is shaping smart business arrangements. Con 124, contract execution. 127, which is contract management. 170, which is fundamentals of cost and price analysis. Uh, CLC 33, which is contract format and structure for DOD e-business, e-commerce. CLC uh, 56, which is analyzing contract cost. CLC 57, which is performance-based payments and value of cost flow. CLCM, which is 59, which is fundamentals of small business for the acquisition workforce. CLC 58, which is introduction to contract pricing. The old term for that used to be uh, basic contract pricing. Con 200, which is business decisions for contracting. 216, which is legal considerations in contracting, which we used to call contract law. 280, which is source selection and administration of service contract. And 290, which is contract administration and negotiation techniques in a supply environment. Uh, Con 510, which is managing government property in the possession of contractors. HBS 428, which is negotiation. And then we get back to the um, other courses that I had just mentioned, uh, fundamentals of system acquisition, base, base business decisions for contracting, legal considerations in contracting, uh, and so forth. There's quite a bit. Ultimately, when you look at the totality 
of courses that are required. Uh, these are done both in person in classrooms and via what do we call virtual virtual classroom training now. There's also additional courses, CON 2020, Intermediate Systems Acquisition, higher level courses such as 360 for contracting for decision makers, um, acquisition, mission-focused acquisition, uh, understanding industry, acquisition law, and the list goes on and on and on. Like I said earlier in episode number one, by the time I had finished my contracting career and became a professor of contract management, I had taken over 3,600 hours of educational training, and that was, did not just include my master's degree. The main emphasis of DAU is going to be consolidating a lot of those requirements into courses in a couple of different areas, which will include these contracting professional courses called Con 1100, which is Contract Fundamental Skills. Con 1200, which I mentioned earlier, is Contract Pre-Award. Uh, Con 1300, Contract Award. Con 1400, uh, Contract Post-Award. And Contract 3900, which is Contracting uh, Preparatory Exam. And then finally, the exam. And um, all of those that I just mentioned lead to the new total of tier training hours of 180 hours of training, which isn't a lot because in the old days, we used to take two solid weeks, 80 hours of training per course, and that was quite a bit. Contract basic pricing in my time frame used to include three weeks of training, so that's quite a bit of training. Uh, you would want to take a look at DAU's website for their what they call their CON transition plan, which is CON level one, level two, and level three to become a contract professionally fully certified individual. And they show a breakdown in their career field cross contracting functional area, breaking the three levels down into these basic uh, other five areas that I just mentioned. Now, one thing about contracting, it also has buyers or purchasing agents, and they tend to be lower level individuals, lower graded individuals at the GS6, 7, and 9 level. They don't require as much education. Most of the people that are serving in the purchasing agent or buyer field, they too have to get annual training of 40 hours and um, every two years, 80 hours of continuous learning points just like the regular contracting personnel have to get. But they don't require as much because they're not buying significant dollar value items and services, but they're buying things that are generally under $250,000. And they include courses such as Con 100, Shaping Smart Business Arrangements, Con 237, The Simplified Acquisition Procedures, CLC 30, Essentials of Interagency Acquisitions, slash fair opportunity, CLC 58, introduction to contract pricing, which contracting specialists have to take also in level one, uh, CLG 10, which is DOD government-wide commercial purchase card overview dealing with credit cards, and finally 059, fundamentals of small business for the acquisition workforce. When they go from level one to level two as a buyer they have to take con 121 which is basic contract pricing 
124, which is contract execution, 127, which is contract management, and 33, which is contract format and structure for DODE business because everything in the government today has become e-commerce related. And then um, the biggest difference between the DOD, DAU, EDU training process and the FAI training process for non-DOD personnel is that the majority, if not all of the instruction, all of the trainers are on a contract basis, whereas they are not for DAU. In DAU, you go and you attend courses at the Defense Acquisition University sites, which are all over the country and in Fort Belvoir, from staff members. Uh, and they will bring in guest speakers and guest lecturers at times. With FAI, they don't do that. With FAI, there are no staff instructors. You take training from contractors which bid on contracts with FAI and are given contracts to teach various equivalency. Notice I say the word equivalency courses. They're supposed to mirror what DOD is doing, but when you look at the course material for the FAI requirements, they're not exactly the same. They're not of the same depth and caliber. And that's why I say, if you really want to become a contract specialist in the federal government, don't go non-DOD. Don't work for labor, transportation, uh, GSA, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Because the training that you're going to get is going to, I won't say it's substandard, it's just not going to be as good as if you were DOD trained. DOD has by far the best government contract training that you could ever hope to get. So that's my advice to you. Take it or leave it. There are certainly more plentiful jobs available in DOD than there is in the non-DOD sector of the federal government. But, and so that if we look at state and local government, most of their courses come from NIGP, which is much more basic. Their contract terms and conditions and provisions that they use are certainly much more basic and simplistic in nature than that used by DOD and the federal government. Um, and that's because state and local governments don't lay down as many procedures and as many complicated requirements on their contracting people, as does the federal government. Um, the number of courses that NIGP and state and local government offer to their employees in procurement are certainly significantly less than that for the federal government. And then the same would also apply to commercial business contracting specialists. Their level of training, except in certain cases, uh, will be generally less. There will be a greater devotion of on-the-job training and mentoring at the commercial level. So the farther down the, the hill you go, the, the less training is generally going to be required of people who work in commercial contracting and state and local contracting as opposed to federal contracting, where the pinnacle of all education really rests with DOD at the Defense Acquisition University. So I, I highly recommend that each and every person interested in 
getting a job, a career, I don't call it a job, it's a career, and it's a very demanding career. It's a, a lot of stress, it's a lot of educational requirements, but you will become a professional because just as I not only obtained my Dawea Level 3 certification, I also obtained the NIGP and the NCMA highest level certification, CPPO and CPCM, which was thousands of hours of training, ultimately leading to a professional career. And you can do the same thing if that's what you want to do. But the federal government, its training is better. Courses, the course instruction is generally better. But the exams are also fairly demanding. So if you're going to go for a career in the federal government or in state and local government, expect that a lot is going to be demanded of you personally for education, a lot of some time away from your family in order to get these educational courses under your belt. And then there will be certification exams that you must pass. Luckily, now, because so many adults have anxieties taking exams, at least the federal government is now offering a preparatory exam for the major certification exam that they require for each different level. And that was not the case during my day. I had to take sit for one exam that I told you about where I sat for eight hours and I had to write out everything by hand. I had to do everything by hand. I couldn't do a, use a computer. I couldn't use a calculator. It was really tough. Uh, that's not as much the case today. It's certainly not. I don't consider it to be as difficult, but it is still demanding. So anyway, that is pretty much uh, education to get a contracting job in a nutshell, whether it's for the DOD, the non-DOD sector. Uh, so the major places you want to look to, depending upon where you want to go to work. If you want to go to work for the Department of Defense, you need to go to the dau.edu website and review everything that they currently have out there. It will tell you what the educational requirements are that you're going to have to meet. If you are going to work for a non-DOD federal agency, you need to go to the fai.gov website and see what their con level one, level two, and level three requirements are. If you're going to work for a municipality or a state or a county government, then you would want to go to nigp.org. That's nigp.org. And um, and also you can look at ncma. Uh, excuse me, it's ncmahq.org, another excellent organization to get training from and experience. So that's it. If you have any questions, uh, I believe you can contact me by email at my um, and let me know what you have, what you'd like me to talk about in the future. I have a number of other, I'll call them vlog posts or podcasts that I'm going to discuss. But this is Bob out.